Thanks for listening to the Project Login Podcast. Project Login Podcast features painters working in technology jobs across the state. It's meant to be a career exploration tool and follows an informational interview format. Folks from across Maine will be featured from CIOs to software engineers to business analysts and more. The goals are to expose our listeners to various technology jobs at companies by people who do the work, raise awareness of education and training pathways into those careers, and raise aspirations of young Mainers to pursue high-wage, in-demand tech careers. Today's guest is Danny LaMarca. Hi, Danny. Hi. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. So tell me, where do you work? I work at a company called Code.org. It's actually based out of Seattle, Washington. So I work remotely in Maine, which is a great setup. Code.org is a nonprofit dedicated to expanding computer science in K-12 schools, especially for girls and underrepresented groups. We're most famously known for the Hour of Code, which a lot of students have done, but adults may have tried it too. Uh, And then we also create curriculum um, that is used in elementary, middle, and high school by millions of teachers and students across the country and actually across the world. And we push for policy change to make CS part of all schools so that every student has the opportunity to learn computer science. Cool. That's something I'm definitely passionate about, as you know. What's your role at Code.org? Well, I'm currently a software engineer. I work on our team that actually makes the tools to create our curriculum. But before that, I actually was a curriculum writer. So I helped design our curriculum for middle school and high school. And I also helped create our professional learning content as well for middle school and high school. So we take existing teachers who teach other subjects and train them to be computer science teachers. And I helped write and train teachers across the country for that as well. Yes, I remember when you were a facilitator for Maine. Oh, yeah. I miss getting to be hands-on with the teachers as much. It's definitely a little more removed now, but hopefully getting to keep that user in mind all those years of being a teacher and then being a facilitator. I bring a lot of that to my job as a software engineer, which I think really helps me be a better software engineer, um, understanding the user and their needs. Yeah, so you briefly touched upon your trajectory within Code.org, but how did you get to where you are? You also said you were a teacher. Yeah, so we should probably backtrack all the way to high school. Let's go all the way there. So leaving high school, I was like, I want to be a teacher. I love teaching. I, in high school, worked at a daycare with small infants and toddlers. I also spent a lot of time tutoring students, and I thought, Ah, what a great way to like take my passion and love for different learning and um, help others. So I wanted to be a teacher and I had no idea what computer science was. So I was set on being a math teacher. I liked math. I was going to be a math teacher. And then I got to Bowdoin where I did my undergrad and my mom was a software engineer and is now a product manager told me that as part of helping me pay for college, I had to take one computer science class. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll take one computer science class. It can't be that bad. And I, it fit in my freshman fall schedule. So I was like, all right, let's just do this. We'll take it. And then I'll have fulfilled her requirement. And like two weeks in, I was like redreaming my whole life plan. I was like, I love this. This is amazing. It's so 
creative. It had everything I loved about math in like the logic and problem solving. And then combine that with getting to create something. So like you did all this logic problem solving that you do in math, but then like at the end of it, it made something that you could see on the screen as opposed to just coming out with like the number that's the answer for the problem. And that was what like made me fall in love with it. So then I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I didn't think computer science teachers existed at my freshman year because that wasn't something I had really seen growing up. And I actually had other people tell me the job didn't exist. So I kind of decided I was just going to keep moving forward. And I liked my teaching classes. I liked my math classes. I liked computer science. So I was going to do all three and I'd figure it out later on. And then in my senior year, I ended up finding out that there were jobs for computer science teachers. And I uh, ended up at Worcester Academy in Worcester, Massachusetts, teaching math and computer science um, at a middle school and high school. I took that program from, we had less than 30 students my first year there to like over 150 students and more that applied to get into the classes but couldn't fit in the computer science classes that year. So it was pretty awesome to see, to get to share what I had experienced where I fell in love with computer science and share it with that school. And then I left uh, Worcester Academy because I got an opportunity at Code.org, uh, which had just started the Hour of Code two years prior. So I did an Hour of Code like my first year teaching and then kind of found this job in my second year teaching. And I helped write the curriculum that teachers used around the country. And I saw it as an opportunity to like double my impact or triple my impact or even like quadruple how much could I like make this impact even bigger? Like I got to work with 150 students. How do I make that bigger? Um, and then we got to work with hundreds of teachers around the country in like my first year. And then I grew to thousands and now it's hundreds of thousands of teachers that the curriculum that we wrote and the professional development that we wrote impacts. So that's kind of been the path to code.org. And then within code.org, I've kind of like, followed my interests as I went. So from the curriculum team, and then I really loved our professional learning. I loved getting to work with teachers and helping them learn. So that was how I ended up there. And then after a while, it was like, I missed really like fun, logical problem solving that you get to do with computer science when you're programming and just like awesome creation that that is. And there, there was so much creation involved in my other job, but it's just different computers and like the rules that they follow like really work well with my brain and it makes me happy. So I really fell in love with it and wanted to go back to it. So I actually got really lucky. My team gave me an internship to move over to our software engineering team and now I'm a full-time software engineer. That is an amazing pathway story. You mentioned going to college at Bowdoin, which is in Maine, and that was your undergrad. So did you get any further education or training? Do you have any special credentials or certifications? Anything like that? I actually really just enjoy learning on my own. So most of what I've learned along the way is just from getting to learn on the job, both from my coworkers, but also different tools online and courses. So what's a typical day or week look like for you? So my week uh, usually is spent 
literally writing code to create our website. And I do that with my small team of three people. So at the time, both writing our own pieces of code, but reviewing each other's work. It's a big piece of my week. And then I have a couple meetings during the week. Usually one common meeting that we have is stand up every day, which is 15 minutes to just check in with teammates. Um, another common meeting that we have is we'll discuss like how product's going to look for the future. So we'll get together with our stakeholders and talk about what the product looks like. And then we also have meetings to discuss like and best practices, how we're going to create all the things we're creating. And that's usually only a couple hours a week of meetings. So most of my time is spent getting to just dive in and solve cool problems. So a lot of the coding and programming that you like. Yeah, definitely. And what would you say you like best about your role or, or your job at code.org? Well, so I love code.org because of our mission. Um, I'm really driven by our mission. And I think the thing that's amazing is as a whole, everybody on it is really passionate about our mission, which makes, you know, working like so much more exciting because everybody's working that console um, and really excited and passionate about it. We get to work on stuff we care deeply about. So when you finish it, you get excited to share it with teachers, to share it with students. You're making their lives better. So I really love that about my job. I also just really love the problem solving, the creative problem solving that I get to do on a daily basis. I spend a good amount of my day just getting to dive in and work on problems on my own, which I've found as I've progressed in my career, I really like uh, getting to be independent in my problem solving. I know other people like to problem solve in a group, but I'm a very independent problem solver and I uh, really appreciate that like my job allows for that. So what kind of problems, and you don't have to get too technical because I probably won't understand, <laughs> but what kind of problems do you deal with if you could give an example? Well, so I think one of the big things that we have as a team is that we have a site that is used by millions of people around the world. So we think about how to design the tools in ways that all of the people are going to get their needs met. So we have teachers that are teaching in different classroom setups. How do we, how do we think about each of them and how do we meet their needs? How do we design something that works for classrooms with five students versus 20 students? And how do we make sure that everything scales so that thousands and millions of people can use it? So for me right now, the kinds of things that specifically our team is working on is how do we write curriculum in the most efficient way so that it can be easier on our team to create the curriculum that we've put out. So we're working on our internal tools that are actually not facing the teacher or student, but directly impact what they get to see because it's how our team actually creates the curriculum. So we think about how does, how do we model all of this information in a database um, has been a big piece of it. We've had lots of different pieces that we've added along the way as we were a startup and we were moving fast. Um, and we're just kind of stepping back now and thinking about, all right, what is the ideal curriculum structure look like? And that's one of the big problems we've been tackling recently. And so when it comes to making decisions, you mentioned the team, you probably don't make a decision in, the, uh, in a vacuum or you're not doing it on your own. So what's a decision you might have to be, take a part of or, or, or be involved in making? We spend a lot of time as a team discussing things before you go and implement them. But 
there's a lot of time where you have some freedom to design things how you see fit. So recently, I've been able to dive in and kind of design what our editing experience looks like for certain areas of our tools. So we're rewriting our lesson editing experience and I got to mock up what that looks like. So I got to make some decisions about what the features would be and how they would work together. And then you always go back to the team for feedback and whatnot, but getting to kind of like design that and implement it and then see what others think has been a big part of my job recently. That sounds cool. I was curious if you could tell me something that challenges you and it can be at work or personally. Ah, something that challenges me. So I think <laughs> this is both somehow work and personal in that I've never been the computer science person that wants to do computer science outside of work. I love computer science, but I also love uh, working out and you know, going outside and adventuring and whatnot. So I like to balance my day between work and other opportunities outside of like programming. And that kind of leads to this challenge where I find it hard to stay up to date with everything that's happening in computer science. There's just so much that's constantly changing. And a lot of times people spend time outside of work learning new things and that can lead to feeling like you're behind possibly but i actually think one of the things that code.org does really well is like our cto pushes for you to spend time working and learning at the same time so he wants you to be able to learn on the job and i think finding a company that lets you do that is like a big uh, win because i find it really hard to stay up with all of the new and changing technologies that are happening yeah especially yeah, when they're new yeah, I mean, that's good advice. What, what advice do you have for a young person looking to get into IT or computer science? Don't be scared away by some bad job interviews, I guess, would be my starting point. I did one software engineering job interview right out of college, and I got really intimidated. I didn't feel like I would fit in. I had an interviewer that asked me questions that I had no idea the answers to, and I just kind of got intimidated and went, I was already interested in teaching, already kind of going down that pathway, but just wanted to know what it would be like. And it kind of just scared me away from the field entirely. And what brought me back was finding a good group of people that supported me and wanted to see me succeed. So someone who is just gonna press you with questions that are gonna make you feel intimidated probably isn't where you want to work. It's not the culture that you're going to want because you want, especially as you're starting, to just find a place that's going to be supportive and support your learning and support you growing because there's so much to learn as someone who's new to this field. So really make sure that you find somewhere that wants to see you succeed and your teammates are invested in you and you're invested in them because that will be bigger than anything that you're working on. Yeah, you talked a little bit about code.org being so supportive. What else is the company culture like there? So we have like a lot of fun um, along with all of our hard work that we do. So during the pandemic, we've had quarantine trivia. Um, we've done at-home scavenger hunts. There's happy hour, virtual happy hour. Normally when we're not in a pandemic, we all get together twice a year for a whole week where we kind of have different events. There's like a 
Yankee Swap. We have like a holiday party or beach party or something like that. So we have lots of fun together as well as all of the hard work we do. I think it's also my team specifically, especially right now, is just super supportive and really wants everybody to learn and grow. And I think that that's a really amazing culture to have. It's just like, not only do we want teachers to learn and grow, we want students to learn and grow, but we want our own team to learn and grow. And that's just so nice to have um, because it means you're never like behind, you're in the right place doing the right thing as long as you're committed to learning and growing and continuing to progress. That does sound fun. Are there internships or job shadow opportunities for students at code.org? We are a pretty small company, so there's only about 80 employees full-time, and we're spread out around the country, but we do usually have a very limited number of internships. Usually it's like not specifically summer internships like other companies do, and we don't have like a formal internship program where you might be with a group of interns and going through an intern program. It's usually like one or two interns if we have them and they're working just alongside the rest of the team, uh, which can be a really great hands-on experience, but it's a little less planned out from the beginning um, in the same way that like a bigger company might give you a very formal internship program. So there's usually a couple and they're not always listed on the website. So if it's something that you're interested in, and you are really passionate about our mission, it's always good to send an email to jobs at code.org and let us know what you're interested in and your resume and your cover letter. Those are great things to send along and then we can reach out if it's a good fit. So now I'm curious if you would tell me what your favorite place is in Maine. I had a hard time with this. I did a lot of soul searching. Part of me wanted to say, I felt like, you know, my home is where I'm spending most of my time right now. And I really like my house. Uh, so I feel very lucky to live where I li live. I have a nice big yard right now. So that allows me to get outside and play with my kid. But if I had to pick a like specific place, I would have to go with Vinyl Haven. I've been, even before I moved to Maine, I'm an outside of Mainer. I've lived here permanently five years, and before that, I was obviously at Bowdoin for four years, so I've lived nine years in Maine, but uh, even before that, back when I was in middle school, I started coming to Vinyl Haven with my best friend's family, and I've gone every summer since, and I just love Vinyl Haven. It's such an amazing spot. The quarries that you can swim in are really cool, and then you can go out to the rocks and watch high tide and all the the ocean splashing on the rocks and all the little shops down in the main area of town are just so cute um, and have so many great things to explore. And there's a couple restaurants that are really tasty. But I mean, for me, a lot of it is the people that I get to go with. And so I think any place is made better by those people. I do like Vinyl Haven. I, any of the island communities or things along the coast are super awesome in Maine, and we're lucky. Um, that's the end. We're at the end of the episode, so thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun.